Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to a wild podcast has appeared the official pokemon podcast of comicbook.com i am one of your hosts jim viscardi joined today by megan peters and christian hoffer welcome everyone hello hi hello how is everyone doing on this fine fine monday well i'm feeling just about as good as i did for the previous 194 episodes so wow you know what? that's i i I mentioned this earlier to my teammates uh but i am just mildly concussed after uh (laughs) Falling into a wall after getting a tattoo done over the weekend. <laughs> so if I just start rambling, cut me off. Well, sounds like you and Calder are tattoo buddies because Calder missed last week because he was uh, Calder was getting a tattoo. No. Yeah, see, the, the thing with that is Calder probably had the foresight and the wisdom <laughs> to not just like crit fail their dexterity roll and fall. <laughs> was it was it your first tattoo? Oh, no, but I just oh, okay. was not. I don't. It's not even that I was like dizzy or anything. I legitimately right. just stood up and then I said. No, the ground. The ground is where I should be. Uh, so anyways, that that's me. If I start rape, honestly, it's probably not going to be any different from usual. But yeah, just fair. disclaimer. But, um, wow. G- Jim, do you have tattoos? I, I do I, not. I, I didn't think you did. I, I was like, I don't you? actually actually know this. Do you? Do you? No. no. Of course no. I don't. Oh. Well, my body is a me temple. Me here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not my, opposed to them. I just haven't. Like I would like to get one. I just don't think I I have found one that I have wanted to get. Yeah, that's that's mainly my issue. It's not like I I actually dislike tattoos or anything like that. But my big issue is is that my the things that I hold dear have right. changed radically even over the last like five years. Right. So I mean, really, the only consistent thing you know in my life as, yeah where's your pokemon uh, tattoo dude as, i mean now it just sounds I was like about you need to a, say, that's gonna be one of our specials i just i just need like a bulbasaur tramp stamp that's really <laughs> you just need a just a uh and you know i i mean like it's um like i said I, i've thought about uh getting a you know not a straight up like very i'm not gonna say it's very clear like Pokemon tattoo, but like I have seen some pretty cool Gengar silhouettes uh, that um, I thought like, oh, that would that would be a pretty cool tattoo. I've seen some, you know, pretty cool Geodude silhouette type stuff thinking like maybe yeah, maybe that, that is but... certainly something I could put on my body. Thanks to- <laughs> I mean, all of mine are like nerdy himself. tattoos, but I do have a Pokemon one scheduled that I will, oh, you know, share pictures. There of. We it's, go. It, it's going to be a couple months. I have to wait for these to heal, but it's just a Pokeball and it's going to say, uh, catch them all or die trying. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's the tattoo that's coming. So, uh, see how that goes. Well, today, you do like a Moon Knight Pokemon tattoo. Yeah, P. Today, today on chats. today on Pokemon Tattoo Talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't a Butterfree Tramp stamp make the most sense? Oh, 
my oh god. Gosh. Like, yeah. I'm so looking for Misty because like <laughs> it's a bug. So now now I have to share the story. Uh so you know, as as you two know, I have a day Do job. you? Yes, yeah. Oh, I absolutely have okay. to. I have a day job. And you know, uh I, I have a, a, a co-worker who, you know, uh, I hired a few months ago. And she's a bit of an oversharer. And so on like day three, she's like, well, I need to leave. Uh, I need to take my lunch break because I'm getting a tattoo removal done. Can oh, you no. guess what the tattoo is and where it's at? Well, and I just back. like, and like, like really faced with like, just like, Oh no, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, is it a tattoo on your lower back of a butterfly? And she's like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely correct. it was just like i was just like sitting there just like uh what do i say what do i say <laughs> and then in those instances you just say nothing you go oh well have fun and uh i hope the best for you uh, <laughs> so, uh all right well uh tangent number one out of the way if you're new to the show and you've made it this far congratulations i promise you the rest of the show will be mostly about pokemon yeah. uh, i can't cannot guarantee that there will not be another tangent Megan's somewhere down the line. this thing's going to be like 50 oh yeah we're going that's on true. that's true and it's and it's a slow week uh they, also things to things to note you know we kind of made mention of it last last week you know for us uh for us wrestling fans like christian and myself this is a, a, always a special time of year because we are on what is called the road to wrestlemania it starts with the Royal rumble and then we get the wrestlemania in april and it's so much fun but for us here on this show we are on the road to two very special milestones. We are on the road to Pokemon Day, which will be later this month, later in February, to celebrate the franchise that we all know and love that we that we do a podcast about. Mm-hmm. Second one is episode 200, which is just a mere five weeks away. During that episode, we will uh, we are going to be giving away a Giratina V-Star card we are sending it off to CGC to get it uh, to get it graded, so it is taken care of for whoever wins it. And they will be enshrined in pa- uh, uh, plastic, and yeah, and we'll we'll you know I have to figure out the mechanics on how to enter and and all that stuff. But listen to episode two hundred, and you'll find out how to win. The winner will uh, be announced for on episode two hundred and one. While we make the slow march to episode four hundred or something. You know, you know, at some point we're going to have to reboot it to an episode one, like inexplicable, inexplicable. No, 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 no. because it more like the anime, we're going to go into crazy high numbers and like the manga, crazy high numbers. We're not, we're not doing the American comics reboot number one every three months kind of thing here. We are, we are the one piece. We are the, we are the one piece, the one piece of the comic book podcast network. You know what? I'm here for it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, other things, uh, other business to get out of the way. Obviously, uh, great ways to support the show. If you would like to support the show is to leave us a five star review on iTunes. You can leave us reviews in other places. You know, good pods allows you to leave some reviews and things like that. Uh, and we have been giving away stickers for folks who have been leaving us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, we've been mailing those out. I hope some of them have made them uh, to you already. If not, they should be there any day now. So I'm excited. So if you did get one, take a picture of it. You can email it to us. You can share it on uh, on social media. Any other way, it's a little sticker of the logo. But anyway, uh, we got we only have one review to read 
this week, right? But I need to double check because I always forget where I leave off and what day of the day we do the show. Oh, actually, no, we have two. Okay, perfect. Well, let's get into it. First one is from uh, Beans621. Thanks uh, so much. My favorite podcast. I have a question. What is your favorite card in Crown Zenith? Personally, I love the Mewtwo alt art in the Sylvian V-Star. Thank you so much. I'm going to say my favorite card in Crown Zenith is the Giratina V-Star because mm. I pulled it. That's <laughs> too easy of an answer. And it's a great card. <laughs> but, but, but honestly, those... Those legendary ones that that all connect uh, are, I mean, those are. That is like Michelangelo himself painted them. That that's a pretty cool card. Uh, I you know the the legendary beast cards are all like super baller. Like I a friend of mine got the the Raikou V, and that one was awesome. And I saw the Suicune V the other day, and you know that that is just a really really the like all three of them are just great cards um i have i i i yeah entei is kind of like the you know it's it, it's a little bit of an odd one but you know you, you get the set so i i really like them um so that's what i'm going with nice i don't think i have a particular favor i will say the sylveon's pretty great any any evolution card of any Dang. sort it's probably gonna it's probably gonna get me right in the the jelly as you know as a uh, detective pikachu would say you know, it gets me right in the jelly. Uh, I like that a lot, but otherwise, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that one. Next one is from Lemurio. Uh, the headline is just slightly less great than pulling a Gengar plush mellow. Well, uh, love wow. the show uh, as an adult who has, uh, who's played one video game uh, her whole life. Uh, Pokemon. Yep. Uh, I'm the person who has no interest in the games, but just loves rea- uh, relaxing with the perpetual 10 year old of the series while wearing my millennial jeans and complaining that the last whatever was better uh, was better. Uh, there was a Gengar uh, plushy Squishmallow that was on her Walmart shelf and while she was looking for a phone case, looking for a phone case to, to protect. And there was a super cute Squish Gengar on the shelf and said nine bucks on the shelf. And because uh, I was in the because it was in the phone area, I asked the guy and he said, sure, I'll honor that price. Well, <laughs> now it sounds like you just need to move your Squishmallows to the phone aisle <laughs> to get a better deal. He's locked out. <laughs> your Squishmallows. Uh, Dang. uh so great well that's uh that's an uh, awesome story there and then the last one is from quag co uh it says love it every week i look forward to this podcast i have a question which pokemon is the strongest not including legendaries and mythicals thank you by ps uh the last comment i sent you was not rated five stars so i had to redo it oh well great uh perfect uh strongest pokemon that is not a legendary or a mythical uh, i think it's lacking i am that 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 makes sense. Oh, is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, taking a look. Oh, is that like? Is there like a? Is is there a true official ruling on that? Yeah, Slacking yeah, has yeah, the sure. highest attack stat of 160. Um, although uh, Garchomp, uh, Gar, but well, no, that's uh, Mega Mega Evolved. Oh, there's Ooh. there's a few. Um, what about Dragon? Now, now now I'm looking. Now I'm looking. So, um, hang on. I I just need to pull up Cerebi because Cerebi's got all these. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I could pick, if we're not talking (laughs) official, I think it would be hilarious if it was like 
like that like it had to be like a special variant or something like super rare but if there was like a regional variant caterpie that was just like basically <laughs> one punch man like it just like spit like a web at you or something like that that was it that's what i want i want the one punch man of pokemon Oh, it's, uh, it, I know that like breaks the meta, but that's what I want. <laughs> Pfeil seventy eight. Ram, Rampardos has the highest. Now this is only as of Gen eight, um, but okay. Rampardos has the highest attack and special attack is. Uh, we have to go pretty far. Uh, Chandelier. Huh. Oh. Well. Yeah. Non legendary, non ultra beast. Um, so they don't have Gen Nine yet, but you know, I'm I'm sure they'll get there. I'm gonna be honest, that's kind of a letdown. I don't really care about that. So I'm going <laughs> with my option, which is the One Punch Man variant of Caterpie. That's what I would there like you to go. see. My my head cannon says uh, I would have to imagine Gengar. I feel like Gengar is pretty high on that list. Uh, you know, personal bias aside, but I, I like. Gar is it Gardos too, right? Or or even is, does Tyranitar count as a? No, I mean Tyranitar is not a legendary. Pokemon. It's not a legendary. Yeah. So him or like, like Duraludon or something that'd be great. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Go- Golem and yes, those those do. Uh, I just found the Gen Nine stuff, and it it oh. it's still they it's still, still accurate. Iron Moth is the highest in Gen Nine with a one forty special attack. And with uh, just attacks, uh, it's it's the you know Palafin you know in its hero mode has a base attack of one sixty, which is super high. Of course, it would oh, be geez. Iron Moth. Well, that's great, but I'm still putting my one punch man Caterpie. <laughs> one punch Caterpie. That's what I want. That's where I'm going. Uh, all right. Well, let's get through some of the news before we get to the deep dive uh, today, which we're going to be talking about Detective Pikachu 2. Does it live? Maybe. We'll talk about that. But first, <laughs> a weird Pokemon team wins the uh, regional tournament. Yeah. Uh, who, was, who was on this team? Uh, so, you know, so this was the first regional. And of course, it was uh, Wolfie Glick. Um, who who did it? Who you know? He's one of the top competitive guys, um, and he you know is also a very popular YouTuber with like a million, almost a million followers. So his team, he used a he used a gimmick team, and because the gimmick has fallen so out of favor, no one had the counters for it. Oh. Um, so uh, it was. Uh, give me a second. Uh, it was uh, Fluttermane. Uh, Amon Goose and Arcanine, which are all, all three of those are pretty, pretty standard. Um, then, you know, Screamtail, uh, Go- uh, Gothitelle, um, <laughs> and then finally uh, Palafin. So, and literally it was those three Pokemon that kind of formed the core of, of his team. So basically he used Screamtail to use Parish Song. And Parish Song knocks out all the Pokemon on the field within three turns. And so Gothitelle, uh, you know, prevents opponents from leaving the field with its shadow tag ability. So it's it's a parish trap, which, you know, has been a part of competitive play. It was really popular in Gen 5 uh, and earlier generations, but it's fallen out of favor just because it really hasn't worked anymore. Um, and then he used Palafin as a, uh, as a uh, you know, sweeper Pokemon. So, you know, while... Palafin isn't all that effective in the meta because of the different like paradox Pokemon. 
Um, basically, all those Pokemon, Pokemon would get knocked out by Parish Trap, and then Palafin would come in and um, you know knock it out. And so it, it knocked out like uh, you know Dundozo and uh, Tatsuguri, which is like you know one of the more popular mm-hmm. Pokemon duos in in the current metagame. So it is pretty pretty freaking hilarious and you know he he just did it to prove a point no one was expecting it because we haven't seen it since gen 5 and it's usually pretty easy to counter and i kind of love that that is a possibly viable strategy to win these things where it's like oh everyone has moved on from this no one likes to use this anymore i'm going to use it and catch everyone by surprise yeah no, but you can only do it but you could only do it once yeah that's what he did. oh yeah it's, it's a gimmick <laughs> he, he, <laughs> booked his trip, he booked his trip to worlds using a 100 percent gimmick team and i'm sure he will come up with something you know it's right. it's kind of nice because this year you know, it's it's a still a pretty limited meta. It's only limited to Sword and Shoot or to Scarlet and Violet Pokemon. No legendaries. Um, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So, you know, people are this. This is the meta in kind of its most creative sense when there is room to do this store stuff because you can't like get out muscled because the Paris Trap works really well because Screamtail has pretty good um, like defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's the you know, it, it has it has a lot of defense and, you know, that way it can stay alive long enough, you know, and the pair song, you know, once you I think once you pull it out, it's it's out there. But basically, you're not going to get like nuked on turn one before it can, you know, pull it because it's it's, you know, tanky enough to take a hit or two. And it's just it's it's just awful. It's just an awful, awful, you know, just like, uh, can you imagine like, you know, getting, you know, just basically like, oh, God, I have to deal with this like strategy that fell off style in 2008. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, competitive Pokemon is fun. <laughs> I it's love true. It. Uh, all right, let's go to we we have a new Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. I feel like we haven't really talked about this in uh, po- talked about Pokemon Unite in a while, but it's been today a today we have Comfy. Yeah, com- so uh, Comfy uh, came out last week. It is the weirdest Pokemon to, to come out for for Pokemon mm, Unite yet. Um, I love that about this. So it is. It's going to be one of those Pokemon that is going to almost definitely be a factor in competitive play and you will never see it outside uh outside of it um so because um, it's because it as someone who plays the game regularly uh it feels like an impossible pokemon to play with yep so basically all of it's different it's it's a support pokemon it has different like healing moves and buff effects that are all generated by collecting flowers um and the big thing is is that it can attach itself to an ally pokemon until that pokemon is knocked out and the basically that um when it's attached the ally pokemon um you know comfy collects the excess uh aos energy and Mm. um you know comfy when when uh comfy is attached to a pokemon and that pokemon scores a goal uh comfy also score so it it just it's got this like really cool ability that's all about you know scoring and beefing up it's you know supporting you know beefing up pokemon um but um 
you know, like I said, it, it requires a lot of strategy. It's basically like Hoopa. Like, yeah. Hoopa, mm-hmm. you know, Hoopa is, uh, you know, Pokemon that every team needs to run in competitive play. Uh, but if you're if you are uh, a solo player, it is basically useless to use. Um, <laughs> yeah, it fair. sounds like it. What did that you requires, just do? That Jane? requires just, some strategy and some communication. I need yeah. to just like readjust myself in the chair, like just to sit back up and I just totally missed my armrest. That one hurt. Uh, weird. Anyway, let's get to the last news item. Pokemon trading card game online begins its final days. Yes. Yes. They haven't announced the shutdown date for Pokemon trading card game online, but with the end of sword and shield comes the end of updates to Pokemon ga- uh, trading card game online. You know, mind you, they're moving it to, Pokemon trading card game live, live. Uh, which, you know, is the mobile app. It's it's OK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was a better app. Um, I don't know yeah. if it's just the nature of, you know, the Pokemon TCG or if they just really struggle, you know, supporting it. But it's one of those. Yeah. And, um, you know, because of that, it's just uh, not the best, uh, not the best such an opportunity that feels like was just squandered you know yeah it, i i would say that ha, you know that it's hard to make a good online trading card game thing but mm-hmm. then yeah, cuz you know magic arena is buggy as heck but sure. then again i look at the yu-gi-oh app mm-hmm. and that yu-gi-oh app is far mm-hmm. better than it has it any is right it to is be. uh so good I'm sure Konami's happy about this, though. Oh, I'm, well, I, they're 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 like you know dodging bullets. They're like, yeah, we're still on top when it comes to this. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know all the stuff Magic's been having to deal with recently. And it's uh, it so. it's a great sales point for you know Yu Gi Oh too. It's like you don't want right. to deal with stinky players. Just play our video game instead. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's the truth. They 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 had. I mean, they up. do have rules in the like competitive space about like right high But like yeah. to be fair. Almost every gathering convention needs those rules. It's not yeah. just Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh! It just got to the point where they're like, we're just addressing it. <laughs> uh, but like almost every convention that there is just needs that like disclaimer. Yep. <laughs> like everybody. 100%. Hygiene's important. It's 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 just important in general. Yeah. yeah. Even whether, in a non-convention. Whether you're at a gathering or not. But you right. know, that's, that's all I'm Shower people. Like, you know. If if you haven't showered in a while, listeners, do so right now. Hit pause or t- simply turn up the podcast on your phone. Yeah, and hop in the shower. Hey, look, if you've got one, if you have a if you have a smart speaker or a Bluetooth speaker, just connect your phone and turn it up and l- listen to us that way. Yeah, self care is important, man. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited to talk about Detective Pikachu too because it's uh, you know we we bring it up from time to time, but I think uh, you know being able to kind of talk about it in depth, what the possibilities are and things like that, will be a fun discussion. So we'll be back in sixty seconds. <laughs> We should start this off to be clear that we are talking about the movie. We will talk about the game, but we are talking about the movie because it came up in a story that Legendary Pictures claims that Detective Pikachu 2 is still in the works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yep. you don't remember, because it was a while ago, 
comicbook.com many years ago broke the news that this was in fact coming and then it got put on ice for a little bit but now it sounds like it is coming back i i am curious about this so there's a couple of disclaimers i feel like one my gut instinct was that pokemon that legendary basically said oh yeah it's still in production because they have to say it or otherwise they're going to lose the rights to it sure um so you know i i feel like that is definitely a part of the story and you know you can't ask them like you know like so polygon i think it was either polygon or kotaku was the Mm -hmm. one who kind of you know found out they were talking with legendary pictures about something else and they're like oh yeah detective pikachu is definitely still happening and you know you can't ask the follow up. It's like, are you just saying that so you don't lose the rights? <laughs> well, or are you actually me. actually getting this? Um, right. So you know that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is is it's like one would Ryan Reynolds really return for Detective Pikachu too? Because he kind of was like, like it or not, that's how they marketed that movie. Was mm-hmm. basically it's like watch Ryan Reynolds voice of Pikachu. Well, but um, he's also but he's also not the voice spoilers for anyone who has not seen the movie, but he's also not Pikachu at the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. So it's like, would would we get, you know, a, a, a new detective Pikachu, a separate Pikachu that, you know, is suddenly as a human transformed into a Pokemon? Would we get a You could follow and just just work with me here, right? I feel like this is something that could be more like an anthology Uh in the sense that, you know, will it be called Detective Pikachu 2? Prob, I mean, maybe, but does it have to? Maybe not. But mm-hmm. it, or or like it's it's going to be part of the name, but like the subtitle is going to be the thing that's bigger than like Detective Pikachu 2. Or it's like, Something so, like something title, a Detective Pikachu story or something, right? Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like Mr. Mewtwo, a Detective Pikachu story. I mean, honestly, like, I like the idea of an anthology. I feel like obviously that format fits itself better and leans itself better towards a TV show, which, you know, we've all, which we'll address later. Um, in terms of like what they could do on the big screen, I feel like honestly a spin-off works better you know a story that's set right. in rhyme city that moves into other cities within the pokemon universe yeah, well, you, i think honestly like involved still yeah just like i feel like honestly it would be better to have like a cameo from like you know ryan reynolds character as we see him in the end pikachu you know his son you know with justin smith i feel like that would be a better way to handle it and just go a little bit more um full lean into kind of the nostalgia that we know we know the nostalgia really plays well with the pokemon audience and that was a a big factor in the ticket sales that we did see for the first film um so like i want to see like a spinoff that's like rhyme city officer jenny and like Mm. her growlith or something and then they like rope in like a buddy cop mystery that you know is funny and you know does all that stuff i think the number one thing we're gonna have to wait for first is for uh the super mario movie to come out from illumination mm-hmm. uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna put a major tell on where pokemon goes uh big screen or small screen and then on netflix part about the live action show that we've mentioned briefly before on this show i think we're gonna have to wait on a couple of adaptations like avatar the last airbender and one piece to come out uh before we we really embrace that 
I'm so worried about both of those shows. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I can't say most of the stuff why I'm not worried for One Piece. But Avatar, it just the casting is so good. No, the I, casting, the casting for both of those shows looks Oh, it's, great. it's excellent. Like, uh, but I I also said that about Cowboy Bebop and uh, I I thought that about uh John Cho. Yeah, and I still stand by it. I feel like he here's was, he here, pretty solid. Here's the thing, and, and here's probably more why I think I really liked Death Note, right? I thought that one worked incredibly well. And that but that I, I never read it, so but I loved the concept of it, and I thought that was I thought it was executed really, really well. The problem to me, I feel, with anime that gets translated to live action is it, it, it most anime is so the ones that they're adapting are so incredibly over the top Mm -hmm. that Mm. how can you, it is harder to suspend disbelief seeing it. And and I know uh, again, it sounds crazy, right? Because then like, we just, you know, saw a bunch of people fight a giant purple man with uh, a giant army in event in when in Avengers. Right. Right. So like but the CGI oh. didn't look all that great in that movie. Spoil. Oh. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like, but, he, but at the end of the day, the movie still made $2 billion. Oh and yeah, of course. It was a, was a, a master, yeah. you know, not, not say masterpiece, but like everyone went to go see it. Right. And it's one of, it's just one of these things where it works. If the story is that big, Right. Mm-hmm. If the story is big enough to match kind of the absurdity of what is going on, great. But when you're doing something that is TV and episodic or something like that, it inherently is just, it needs to be more intimate in a sense. And I don't know if you can get away doing a lot of the big bombast that we may get on a week to week from anime in something kind of live action in these adaptations. Uh, right and, which is- and, it, and it's it's interesting because like when you look at something like pokemon versus one piece obviously one piece and pokemon have their intimate moments like between right. ash of and course. pikachu as like a focus mm-hmm. or just like the trainer and whatever their pokemon partners are like that's the intimate focus that you're dealing with and then right. you know for something like one piece it's the crew and then obviously there's crazy battles it's just you know with one right. piece they're really you know, we think about those more intensely because there's a shonen episode that's so you know popular popular as a genre. We're always thinking about fights, it's like how Dragon Ball Z. Right. You don't think of the episode where yeah. Goku and Piccolo learn to drive. You think about <laughs> you know Goku Go and Super Saiyan. Like you think about right. those moments. Well, like for Pokemon, it's a little bit different because the the battles aren't really the main focus of that show, and that's but also people aren't doing genre. Them. Right. It's, right. It's people are yeah, doing them. It's, it's these little, little, you know, animated beasts that are doing them. Well, I mean, we think they're kind of little, but like if they were going to try right. to animate like an actually good fight between like, I don't know, like Rayquaza and I don't even know. I mean, that. Would well, be, I mean, that I mean, that that's would a be end an game anime. level kind of put like, put like, right. Or like, even if we scale it back to like, if we were to pit Blastoise and Charizard against each other, a fight right. like that would have to be like, visually stunning which was an issue that some people had with charizard and detective pikachu i was gonna say did you did you like the charizard fight in detective pikachu because i thought it was fun no i thought it was fun but it was by no means a visually impressive 
moment yeah. compared to kind of what we've seen the anime do. It felt very much like that they were holding back, um, you know, for, for budget Even, constraints, visual effects constraints. I felt like it was just lackluster. Yeah, even the big fights in yeah. Detective Pikachu uh, really felt like a bit of a letdown in that. Like, the coolest parts of Detective Pikachu were watching the people in the Pokemon interact with the world. You know, it's it's kind of interesting because I think... I, I saw, you know, with... A few years ago, the, the Pokemon trading card game has always kind of done a bit more of the... We show little bits, like little windows of people interacting with Pokemon. Slice of life. But they've them. really, like, leaned into it uh, in recent years, and it has really coincided with this, like, mad rush of, you know, interest. And I think it's, you know, in part because... People really love that aspect of Pokemon, and we don't mm -hmm. get that in the games very much. We don't right. get that in the games. We get a, we we get that in the anime a lot, right. and that that's mm -hmm. like what everyone loves about the anime. Like, yeah, like everyone wants to see Ash win, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, they have battles every week and stuff like that. But you know, no one no one cares about Ash's Pikachu beating Team Rocket for the like ten thousandth ten thousandth time. They yeah. they care about Ash's relationship with Pikachu, and that you know, stuff is really what, what really drives the franchise outside of the games. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what made detective Pikachu such a weird and yet interesting movie um, because we saw a lot of those bits of interactions. And we also had Brian Reynolds and, you know, as a weird Pokemon human hybrid, um, which mm -hmm. was, which was weird. It was accurate to the movie, but it was, it was weird. And I feel like, right. It was such a weird introduction were to like right. the Pokemon cinematic universe and it's like a gimmick that you they they resolved it that that was like the big issue it's like when they were like oh, yeah right. there's no real there's yeah, no real does. cliffhanger yeah and they didn't put hardly any focus on like bringing you know justice smith's character you know into intimate kind of moments with pokemon that weren't able to like talk to him and stuff like you kind yeah. of saw it with bulbasaur and you kind of saw it with psyduck um but like beyond that it was really just hammering home the pikachu aspect and i mean you look at i mean just look at like any movie with like a dog as the main character <laughs> like marley and me <laughs> or something as depressing <laughs> as that movie is like there you can clearly have those kind of like human like creature relationships that work beautifully um and i feel like that's where detective pikachu really failed in kind of setting mm. itself up for future you know, spinoffs and expansions, or I mean, especially a sequel. A sequel, I just don't see how that happens. Megan, a spinoff, I see far more likely. Megan really wants a Growlithe and me, a Detective <laughs> Pikachu story. I don't because I just be crying old. We already got that. We got that in Scarlet and Violet with Mass with Mabastiff. Yeah, that 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 no. Do not do that to me. That was that was <laughs> that actually that would be an amazing story that, to develop would, into a live action movie. It, it would be an excellent story, but I would be crying the whole time. I don't like, want to cry. Well, but here, big, like Pokemon. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing though that you also you also have to take into cons consideration is you probably are still going to have to lean pretty heavily on Gen One, Gen Two Pokemon. Oh yeah, for, yeah, um, yeah. For a, you, for a live is. action thing. It is going to be incredible. I mean, that that's going to be the thing that pushes it. It has to be I, like one of the those starters. But I wonder how much longer the original 151 have 
viability and shelf life, Until right? Because we I die. Well, I, but I, I, but I think your <laughs> your Pikachu's will live on forever. I think the starters will kind of live on, you know, live on forever. But Mewtwo and Mew and and those that that group will yeah. live on forever. But right? You're talking about like junk Pokemon, like Geodude. Stop. Okay. <laughs> But yes, I, I would probably include him in the in the group of Pokemon to be left behind and forgotten to the annals of time. But <laughs> so, there are there are there is a there is a generation that you know younger than us who like their first games were right. not our first games. But you, and, you have to remember that one of the things that the Pokemon franchise does very well is it keeps older Pokemon relevant by incorporating yes, them seamlessly into the, new games. into the newer games. Like that yeah. that's the thing that the Pokemon that Game Freak really actually knows how to do well. It might be like the thing they do best. Right. Um to be honest in terms of how they they develop it is when, you know, they they bring in Pokemon that are like forgotten Pokemon and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they incorporate them in seamlessly with the new Pokemon. Like, correct. We are excited to see the new Pokemon people whose first game, like Scarlet and Violet, if that's their first game, they love the 400 Pokemon that are in that game. You know, it doesn't right. matter, you know, which they which don't know Pokemon. any different. Yeah. They, they don't know any different. So that's, that's the key is they just need to keep on doing a pretty good job of cycling those Pokemon in and out. Um, right. and, and I think they do. Cause you know, I know I, you know, I talk to, talk to younger Pokemon fans all the time and some of their favorites are Pokemon from older generations that they first experienced in sword and shield or, you know, it's now Scarlet and Violet. Right. I was talking to uh, a kid yesterday, um, whose favorite Pokemon is Bolton and just yeah. like loves, Bol and I was just like, Oh, well, right. I mean, that's a newer gen pokemon and was and like that's it and just like went on to rattle a bunch of sword and shield and scarlet and violet pokemon off and like those were his first two games yeah and i was like my my daughter's like cool. chosen pokemon is yamper um mm. she's she's one and she carries that yamper plush around uh just about everywhere so right yeah so like, so like i said i like i man it feels like it would be so easy to bring Pokemon to the world of live action, but also it, it almost impossible in the, in that sense too. It's no, I mean, I detective Pikachu had like the gist of it, you know, you do, yes. you do stories that aren't focused on Pokemon battles. You focus on the relationship between people and Pikachu. You just, you know, like the, the, the reason that movie was weird was because it was also like a you know about a kid who had daddy issues and those daddy issues <laughs> resolved via the talking pikachu that he found one day um which happened to be his father uh <laughs> <laughs> which you know i mean it, it all makes sense within the context of the story <laughs> um and um you know it was it was a perfectly good movie like it wasn't a bad movie like you know up until like you know we had this like weirdo you know, like Renaissance and video game stuff, you know, in right. the last couple of years, it was probably the best poke, you know, it was probably the best video game adaptation we've had. 100%. You know? So, I mean, it was a very low bar, um, but, you right. know, I mean, it was certainly better than the Sonic movies. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I ultimately, movies. I think, I think we will, we will see. I can't imagine it being a sequel. I would be shocked stunned and suppressed <laughs> uh but i could definitely see something more akin to uh you know 
a spinoff if we're going to go the live action route. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything, I'm more curious to see if something like, you know, the the illumination style animation is something that Pokemon would be more interested in. We'll have to. It, it entirely depends on Super Mario. Damn, I don't think Mario that's going to be the case. Uh, I think Mario is kind of unique in how it lends itself. I think like a franchise like Kirby or like obviously Yoshi is a Mario spinoff good. Like I can't see like an illumination, like legend of Zelda title. Uh, I, you know, I'll be honest though. Uh, I was like, I was like talking about this the other day and like, I could a hundred percent see them do some like, uh, you know, like the post credit scene where it's, it's link pulling this, you know, master sword. Out oh, of, I cannot. You know, I in like, no way, I, shape, or form can. Like I 100 <laughs> percent can like <laughs> see that being. It's being so hard case. because like Zelda's current aesthetic that is so is well known so artsy. Is Breath of the Wild kind of right yeah, now. It, like I, I mean, like my preferred idea of it is like Minish Cap or yeah. like you know something like that, which would suit it. Uh, but right now, like the ethos of Zelda is so not illuminations animation style i can't imagine it but you know what i i i can be surprised i mean i i personally would love a 2d zelda like that i think like give me like star wars vision but oh, with yeah. like mm-hmm. the, zelda, the zelda that, anime is, is gonna that, happen with like 2d traditional cell art that that, that yeah that's I mean, that's how Nintendo you that's, bought an anime studio come on like it's yeah. not it's not that far of a leap that that's uh, how you do it I, my my big issue with the illuminate we're going off on all sorts of rants but you know we're we're the closest thing that you know comic book has to a gaming podcast so yeah this, Mar- <laughs> this, this mario movie like um you know th- this mario movie are you about like, to hate on the mario movie that looks absolutely fantastic and we'll probably fantastic. watch a million times over i'm going to freaking love watching that movie subbed um oh. <laughs> like like i'm sorry like the 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 voice uh, acting really? choices in that are so freaking bizarre. Like you know, the, the fact that Japanese voice cast for it is amazing. The person who voices Mario voices Kaminari in My Hero Academia. Yeah, like, the Japanese dub, and it sounds so good. <laughs> like it's just like watching Donkey Kong. Like you know, they they release that like new trailer, and it's like yeah. you know, like and like the visual stuff is like amazing. Where it's like, you know, they're rushing at each other and Donkey Kong grabs Mario and just starts pounding the crap out of him. And then suddenly, you know, it's Seth Rogen talking. And like Seth Rogen not even bothering to try. Like, hey, man, I'm Donkey Kong. I'm going to talk like Seth Rogen. Like, you know, I can't even make a, you know, relevant Seth Rogen comment. That doesn't bother me even a bit. Do I think they could have found someone a bit, uh, someone better than Chris Pratt to voice Mario? Yeah, absolutely. But does it bother me? No, I'll get over it. I think my thing that I'm just tired of is having, like, I know it's all for marketing gimmicks, whatever, but just having people who are not like trained voice actors do these kind of things. Like what DC is wanting to do with the animated to live action, live action animated that infuriates me, but that's a soapbox for a different place. (laughs) (laughs) That has nothing to do with Pokemon. (laughs) No, it's, it's one. Like the thing is like half that cast is great. Like, you know, like Jack Black. Awesome. Like Keegan, Michael key. Great. Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, fine. Whatever. Great. You know, it's like all, all three of them, like, and like even um Charlie Day as Luigi, like okay, that's, that's like, that was genius. I'm yeah, like that that, that actually genius. makes sense. It's just like you know very specifically, you know, like I just want voice actors who try. Like that's sure. that's all I ask. 
and that's the problem. It's like you know, and like Mark. Do you want Charles you, Martinet back? Yeah, uh, I but, mean, I'm much okay, better. but let's let's go back. Okay, but hold on a second. Let's let's dial it back a bit to just even Detective Pikachu, right? Like, I don't think anyone would have seen Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu, but it worked, and it was it, just it, Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds in a Pikachu body. It worked. I think the- that's one of the reasons it didn't work yeah i mean i just feel like it didn't work in the way that it i mean it's it clearly didn't work we don't have a sequel we don't have like a whole established franchise that i think they wanted from it yeah i don't i don't think that i don't think that hinges on on ryan reynolds voicing pikachu though like that's i feel it does when they predicate the promotion of the movie being like Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Oh, this is a Pokemon movie. No, Ryan I, Reynolds is here. Like it's like, that, don't you, don't you want to see Ryan Reynolds make kooky one-liners like he did in like two guys, a girl in a pizza shop? But here's because the thing. If Ryan Reynolds, in. if Ryan Reynolds stayed Pikachu and didn't turn human again, then, then we don't have a problem. Right. And we would go back to see Ryan Reynolds as, as Man, detective we Pikachu again returns on it like it was a it was a one-off gimmick it didn't do a bad job at the one-off gimmick like I said I liked detective Pikachu I thought it was a oh, perfect yeah, I watched it. serviceable I actually watched good it movie like you know like no one hears that but the weakest part of that movie was the fact that you know they predicated the entire marketing on that movie mm-hmm. on like come and see Ryan Reynolds make as goofy Pikachu. lines as freaking Pikachu right. But and at the like, time, I mean, Ryan Reynolds was still one of the biggest was one of the biggest names doing movies. Well, yeah, and like, and this is not oh, yeah, a knock on Ryan Reynolds; it's just no, a knock on when you are trying to build a franchise, don't predicate it off of something that you are going to get diminishing returns on. Like Ryan Reynolds is great, like you know, but you know what you don't try to do? You don't try to build huge movie franchises around Ryan Reynolds. That's how you get the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> oh, and there we have it. Oh, that one right boom. to the rib cage. <laughs> and with that, let's go to the Pokemon fact of the week. Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> facts. The Pokemon fact of the week is never let Ryan Reynolds do superhero stuff that's not. Everyone Deadpool. in the comment is just like dying over that slander. <laughs> you know, like I feel bad because he actually did do some good superhero stuff, but you oh, know, yeah, that, super, that superhero Reynolds. stuff he did was incredibly gimmicky like but anyways you know enough about that let's talk about electric and manectric the thing that cracks me up about manectric is it probably has the mildest mega evolution like pokedex entry of any of them like you know we're we're talking like alakazam suffers from crippling migraines and wants to blow its own head off you know whenever it mega evolves like you know this pokemon's flesh rips asunder and it wants to die and mega uh, mega manetrix is like oh well you know it generates a little bit too much electricity it it's it kind of irritates it it's it's not the most pleasant guys um but you know at the same that that's it that's that's it's 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 pokedex entry it's cran so it's basically it was those tins machines is that what it's called the things that you like the electrodes you put on your body and it like electrocutes you. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it even like references that because uh manectric uh, because it moves so fast, its muscles get sore, but then it uses the uh, electricity it generates to uh, massage its own muscles and basically like zap them into back into functioning. Okay, this Pokemon basically just needs to go out and like help Alakazams because like Tins machines can help with migraines, man. <laughs> they are incredibly effective. This is like the ultimate massage therapist. <laughs> is this yeah, well, uh, Manatrix Mega Evolution? 
Yeah, and Electric actually like zaps itself in order to move faster. So it's oh, that's to... oh, that's so sad. It's like so, well, it, itself. Yeah, yeah. It 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 stimulates its muscles to heighten its reaction speed. So you know, it what wants to make itself twitchy. What's uh, <laughs> the deal up, with with Pokemon and like electric dogs? I mean. Love it. This th- this particular one is based off of a uh, yokai, so that's, right. that's why it's like a. There's well, it's just like because like, like a, I, I really Pokemon. Huh? I think do we have like a Pokemon that's based off like a Greyhound, like Italian Greyhound? Uh, I mean, Bolton uh, is kind of that. Kind of. Yeah. I've just like, seen way have... too many TikToks that's like those like long faced dogs, and now yeah, just, like, we don't I want one. <laughs> it's a, it's I but like the the then the only thing that may mention is I like. Uh, Manectric's shiny color mm. combo, but mm. that's also Bolton's color combo. And ah. I'm just like, good. Yeah, yeah I I like I like uh, uh, Electrics. Uh, you know that that blue that blue yellow that's swapping out the green, which I don't like that green look mm-hmm. on it. But that blue, like this, is one of those Pokemon where if it's shiny was its normal one, I guarantee it would be so much more popular. Oh mm. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll call it there for the week. Thank you all for spending so, so much time with us. We appreciate it. We are just a couple of weeks away from Pokemon Day, where I'm sure we'll get all kinds of Pokemon news. Hopefully we'll get some stuff uh, in on the run up to Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day is on a Monday. So I think we're just going to need to figure out when and what time they're presentation is going to be and we will probably adjust our showtime to be around that because the last thing we would want to do is record the show early and then have the presentation and then just wait a week to talk about it like that <laughs> yeah was, just let everyone stew we will it. literally be the last pokemon podcast so if you want to listen to all the other pokemon podcasts talk about pokemon day then ours then, then, then maybe we'll keep it the same. Uh, it is uh, caller says they're usually out or uh, around yeah. nine a.m. EST. Uh, so if it is, I mean, yes, he's right. So usually, if that's the case, then we'll be able to do the show at normal time and talk about it. We may actually end up doing it earlier. I would love to do it immediately after, right? Or like have the presentation because it would depend on how long it is. But those presentations don't usually go for very no, long. No, they're usually so. like 20, no. 25 minutes max. Yeah, right. So we can we can kind of live react to it, which would be which would be fun, and then talk about it afterwards and go into the rest of whatever news of the week and stuff like that we we may have. So just stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on the sh- keep ears on the show as we get closer to it. Uh, we'd love to see you there because we do stream the show live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash comic book every Monday noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. We'd love to see you there. Lots of fun, fun. Uh, to be had in the chat so you get to know folks like Bruce Bain and Calder and Sprigatito and Scholar and so many others. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, other ways to support the show, obviously, like we said before, leave us a five-star review over on iTunes if we read it on the show. All you have to do is send an email to PokemonPodCB at gmail.com, letting us know uh, where you left your review or uh, which episode we, we read it on air, and we will get a sticker out to you for Sure. 
trying to think of what else uh is coming and then uh, and then like i said the only other big thing is episode 200 gonna be a fun one we're we're gonna try and line up some guests and see what we can do for for 200 because that'll that'll be a, a fun one again for sure so with that, if you want to keep the conversation going, at Pokemon Pod CB is the Twitter handle for the show. You can find me at Jim Viscardi. Megan is at Megan Peters CB. Christian is at C Hoffer C Bus. And we hope the shiny luck is ever in your favor. And we'll catch you next week, folks. See ya.